Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Did Jesus just sanctify that ham sandwich? Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. Today I'll be addressing the widespread belief among Christians that Jesus cleansed the unclean food list that God gave us through Moses. And you know it's going to be a great show when the church pits Messiah's words against Moses' words. Actually, it's always an indication that the words of Jesus are being taken out of context and twisted to fit a pop theology, which is normally rooted in lawlessness. So again, thanks for listening. And keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. So, based on a phrase attributed in the Bible to Jesus that says, and thus he declared all foods clean, the vast majority of Christians eat on a regular basis that which Moses declared was an abomination to eat. So who's right? The Messiah or Moses? Good question. Now here are some common iterations by the church and most Christians when it comes to this, this subject. Um, most of the time it's stated in, 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 in this way, that Jesus cleansed all foods so that in him we're free to eat anything. And in fact, one of the ways that, that Christians demonstrate their freedom in Christ from the law of Moses is, is to eat pork, lobster, and shrimp, and everything else that Moses said was an abomination. In, in fact, by the 5th century, the church in, in, in some places actually required a Jew who was converting to Christianity to eat a piece of pork to, to prove that he or she was um, um, serious about being or becoming a Christian. And now think about that. It's just, it's just bizarre when you think about it. But uh, at the end of the day, it looks like it's the pig that saves and not Jesus. I mean, if you have to eat a piece of pork to prove that you're converting, isn't it the pork that's saving you in that sense? I mean, it's just ludicrous when you think about it. Uh, and then, and then, you know, just a couple of years ago, I was listening to Larry King on his syndicated uh, uh, show that he used to um, air all the time. Uh, but he had on a, a, a well-known homosexual Christian singer. She, she came out of the closet. No one knew that she was a homosexual until she came out and when she did, it was quite the controversy. She was on his show and he also had on a fundamentalist pastor. And the show kind of went like this. It's, it's a, it's a paraphrase based on my memory, which isn't real solid, but you'll get the gist of this, of this debate as I, uh, kind of restate it for you. So, uh, it was either Larry King or, or I, yeah, I believe it was Larry King who asked the uh, pastor, uh, why is homosexuality wrong? And the fundamentalist pastor said, well, because God calls it an abomination in Leviticus and, and that we're just to uh, desist from it. And either Larry King or the Christian singer then said, do you eat pork? 
And the fundamentalist pastor said, yes. And the response was, well, doesn't God in the same book you're quoting from call that an abomination too? And then states clearly that we're to refrain from eating it. And the fundamentalist pastor then said, yes, but he changed that one. And the minute he said that, I just thought to myself, you just lost your footing. It's over. The debate's over. You've lost. Just excuse yourself. What an embarrassment. The response to him, of course, was based on what? And he kind of fumbled around and made some statements about, well, you know, Jesus cleansed that one and we're no longer under the law and, and some other iterations. And uh, this, this person uh, responded, well, on the same basis, we too are making that case in regard to homosexuality. We too are free from the law and we can now embrace a compassionate gay lifestyle. Wow. I was amazed. I, I you know, I, I'm just thinking, I, I just, well, anyway, it was, it, it was, it is what it was or it was what it is, whatever. So. Let's jump into this passage where Jesus supposedly uh, changes the food laws. It's found in Mark chapter 7. And this uh, uh, verses 14 through 19, that this is the passage that most Christians tout as, you know, number one or number two in their justification for why they would eat pork and shrimp and so forth. Verse 14, after he, speaking of Jesus, called the crowd to him again, He began saying to them, listen to me, all of you, and understand there's nothing outside the man which can defile him if it goes into him. But the things which proceed out of the man are what defile the man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples questioned him about the parable. And he said to them, are you so lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him because it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach and is eliminated. Thus, he declared all foods clean. Uh, So there you have it. I mean, it sounds pretty, pretty airtight. You know, it looks like, like Jesus and his disciples were sitting around eating ham sandwiches and, and got called out on it. And, and he was just pointing out, hey, you know, these ham sandwiches once were ab- an abomination, but now I'm declaring them clean. And, uh, and, and based on the fact that they go in through the mouth, the esophagus, the stomach, and then are digested and eliminated, uh, it's not a problem. And so that's basically how Christians have interpreted this passages, this passage, these passages for nearly the last 2,000 years. And uh, I want to point out, uh, this could not be further from the truth in terms of what Jesus has stated. And that the beginning of biblical interpretation is to, um, is to look at passages within their context. In fact, in biblical interpretation, context is king. If you just lift verses out of their contexts, you can make them say anything. And so let's look at this passage that's before us in its context. So the context actually begins in verse number one. And as we come down through this context, you're going to see it has nothing to do with the food lists. Jesus is not declaring uh, that which is an abomination to eat now sanctified. He's not sanctifying the ham sandwich. Okay, so you're, you're going to catch this as you as you look at the context. Mark chapter 7, beginning in verse 1. The Pharisees, who were religious leaders of the day, 
uh, some of the religious leaders of the days were Pharisees. It says, The Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered around him, speaking of Yeshua, when they had come from Jerusalem and had seen that some of his disciples were eating their bread with impure hands, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they cleanse themselves. And there are many other things which they have received in order to observe, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and copper pots. Verse 5, the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands? The first thing to note is the context of this passage. What is the genre of the literature? It's a historical narrative. This is what we call a historical gospel narrative. And who's speaking? Pharisees, scribes, uh, the disciples of Jesus, Jesus himself. Notice they're all Jews. Jesus the Jew. All the the people, all the players in this passage are Jewish. And when it refers to eating their bread, it's a reference to having a meal. They're eating food. It's, it's a reference to eating food, and, and they're doing so, of course, with the allegation that their hands are impure, i.e., his disciples did not wash their hands according to the tradition of the elders. Wow, that's the context. It's Jewish. Jews among Jews discussing Jewish ideas and Jewish norms related to food. In other words... It's not the food the disciples were eating that that was a problem. The food would have been kosher to begin with. They're all Jewish. <laughs> so you see right away with the context as you step back and look at the context, all of this begins to resolve itself. The words of Messiah are not being pitted against Moses. Their food would have been kosher to begin with. The issue was hand washing. It's hand washing. That's the issue. If their hands were unwashed, thus impure, and then touch their food, their kosher food, by transference, the impurities on their hands would have went into the food, and then they would have ate the food that was kosher, and it was the impurities transferred by the hands that would have defiled them. That is what the debate is all about. He goes on through verses 6 through 12 and rebukes them for creating such uh, uh, elaborate traditions that ultimately begin to undermine uh, the written word of God. Um, and so he kind of takes them to task on that. And then we get to verse 14, 14 through 19, the very passage that is often taken out of context to try to prove that Jesus has cleansed that which Moses said was an abomination to eat. It all clears up. He wasn't saying that at all. So let's look in its context now at what verse 14 through 19 is saying. After he called the crowd to him again, he began saying to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand there's nothing outside the man which can defile him if it goes into him. What's that in reference to? It's in reference to the kosher food they're eating. That kosher food cannot defile a a person. It's kosher. It's appropriate to begin with. The only issue here is, What happens if they didn't wash their hands properly? What happens if there's impurities due to unwashed hands? Won't that uh, defile the kosher food? Well, that's what he's saying. There's nothing outside the man which can defile him if it goes into him. But the things which proceed out of the man are what defile the man. So, if what they're eating 
is kosher, and it was. The issue then was, because they didn't wash their hands according to the tradition of the elders, any impurities on their hands would have went into the food, and thus into them, and then defiled them. In fact, they're, they're alleging that his disciples basically are morally defiled because they didn't wash their hands according to the traditional process. That's ludicrous. It's outrageous. This is what Jesus is, is debating with them. Verse 17. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples questioned him about the parable. And he said to them, Are you so lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not go into his heart, into the essence of who he is, does not go into his heart, but into his stomach and is eliminated. That is Jesus's argument. Jesus is saying any impurities from the hands that might go into the food cannot defile the man because those impurities go into his mouth, through his esophagus, they bypass his heart, they go into that digestive process, and then are eliminated. Now now think about that. All the impurities that could have come from unwashed hands are taken care of by the digestive process. Those impurities end up being collated and purged from the per- person in the form of feces. feces. And, and so in the end, what comes out of a man is all the physical impurities that, that could defile him if it remained in him. Jesus' point is they're eliminated. They come out of him. So this phrase that comes next, thus he declared all foods clean, seems to be, ah, doesn't make any sense. And the reason it doesn't make any sense is because it's not even in the passage. If you notice, that phrase is in brackets. Why? Because it was added. It's not part of the sacred text. Somewhere along the way, it was added. It's like an editorial uh, comment by, by a copyist. Uh, in, in other words, it's, it's not the words of Jesus. This, the, Jesus did not state this or declare this. It's not in the original text. Just look in your Bibles. If you have a study Bible, they'll always put it in brackets, and then they'll tell you in the margin that it was added. It was, it's not actually part of the text. And so once you remove that and you see the words of Jesus for what they are, he's actually addressing the issue of unwashed hands. The food they were eating actually was kosher. It was unwashed hands, which was an issue. Verse 20, And he was saying, That which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. In other words, the fecal matter was unclean. It, it, was, it represented all the impurities that might come from unwa- unwashed hands. And in a physical sense, it's unclean. It can defile. And by way of analogy, verse 21, he goes on to say, from, For from within and out of the heart of men proceed the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these things proceed from within and defile the man. In other words, out of the heart comes this wickedness, uh, these, these, these evil thoughts that in a way, represents spiritually fecal matter, a spiritual fecal matter, a spiritual unclean, uh, 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 uncleanness. 
And so, so the things that proceed out of the heart in the same way that physical impurities proceed out of the physical uh, 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 body of a man, these are what defile a man. So that's his argument. That's how he brings all of this together. And so in the end, uh, what we have here in this context is a Jewish setting, theologically and culturally, Jews among Jews, discussing Jewish matters. And the issue in the end is eating kosher food with unwashed hands. He's not sanctifying pig and shellfish and other things that are actually an abomination to eat. He's actually addressing whether or not unwashed hands can transmit moral defilement to the kosher food that his disciples were eating. It just clear. It's it, it just the context clears it all up, and so he didn't cleanse the unclean food list. His words are right in harmony with Moses. He was he was uh, challenging some of the fences in the oral traditions that were being raised up, and through those uh, uh, um, oral traditions became the basis of alleging that his disciples were morally defiled because they didn't wash their hands before they ate their kosher food. So this idea that he declared all food clean, all, all foods clean is a misnomer. It's, it's not true. In fact, the phrase isn't even his phrase. It's attributed by, I don't know, I would say a pork eater somewhere along the way. Uh, thought he would add that into the text. I don't know. that. I mean, that's kind of crazy too. But the point is, it's an addition to the text. It's not part of the sacred text. So there you have it. There you have it. That's the short and skinny. And again, thanks for listening. That concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah. And to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.